heals us through His Spirit. You know, the Holy Spirit, the spoken word of God. He sent His word to heal us. Look at that. When you sit in the presence of the Lord, you worship Him, and you just feel the Spirit of God just magnifying in your spirit. It's like being, it's like plugging in your battery charger into the wall. You know, you're kind of drained, but the electric comes into the charger, and next thing you know, you're revived, and you're stronger, and you're stronger. And that's what it is, sitting in the presence of the Lord. Spirit and soul occupying a body. When you hear me talk, if I tell a joke, whatever, that's my soul. My personality, that's your personality. You know? And our soul is connected to the Spirit of the living God. If you're born again, as the Scripture says, born again as a Spirit, the Spirit of the living God is, is dwelling inside of you. That's why at times you can't kind of hardly control yourself because the Spirit of God raises up in you. You get so excited. His presence is there. And you come in. you got a lot of birds and persons that are getting lifted and lifted. And I tell you what, that's all normal. Don't think you're wacky. That's normal. You just can't not contain it. You know? For those of us who are born again, some are occupying a chair of the day. You're not born again yet. We're glad you're here to hear the Word of God. We gather, we gather here on Sundays and Wednesdays and wherever we can uh, to encourage one another to hear that Word of God to grow stronger and stronger. Because the Word of God is our weapon, is our sword. Amen? Amen. But you know, we've been looking at it this year and we're going to continue a little bit more today. Uh, as a Christian, how do we live as a Christian? How can we survive? You know? It all started out the first of the year. Just, again, just recap a little bit. It's coming to the point that you know that you know that you know without God you're nothing. When you know, man, you're born in sin, you're sick and tired of the sin, and you're tired and tired of doing the same thing over and over again. You want to be a better person. And so you get up every morning, I'm going to be a better person, but you fall again. You get up, you fall, you get up, because you're trying to do something spiritual in the physical. We've all been there. Oh, we almost want to give up. Like, okay, there's no reason to try it anymore. But I'm telling you what, the thing that you've been trying to do in the physical, the only way you can overcome it is through the spiritual by having Christ in your life. He'll give you the victory. So one day you call upon the Lord, oh, Christ, come to my life. Boop, he comes. And remember last week, Carol, can I borrow you again? Just for a quick recap. We're going to use this this morning. It might be too tall, but people won't see you back here. You're too short. There's going to be a devil in a little bit. Okay. And we realize that. The scripture tells us that when we call upon the name of the Lord, when we give our life to Christ, when we're born again, born of the Spirit. In John 1.12, he says that we become a child of God. Co-heirs to the throne of Jesus. Mm. And when we get born again, and that, that pressure is lifted from our sin. Here, there's your sword. There you go. But we get born again. The Spirit of God comes into us. Now, now we've got the sword... Sword of the Spirit, the Word of God, equipped. But for a little while, we're in this thing called a, a uh, honeymoon. 
you get born again and oh everything's fantastic the sky is blue you hear the birdies chirping and oh you just love everybody but as time goes on as you read the word as you study the word as you pray more and more inside of you starts building up and you certain Christ is living in you he starts seeing through your eyes and he starts changing you then you start seeing others you know it's no longer all about you anymore it's about others out there who are walking in darkness those who are, are doing the same things you used to do and your heart just turns out like oh man I, I gotta get the word to them I gotta help them so you start sharing the gospel and sharing the gospel and the Bible says we do this we're gonna be persecuted be found of hated but the love for other people grows so much more for them that we, we, we care less and less about ourselves. Then we realize, man, born again. We look at Matthew 6. He says, man, seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And the things that you need be added to you. Isn't that awesome? And we remember we learned that we seek the Lord through His Word. Through the Word. Oh, that's how you seek Him. Oh, and the Word of God shows us. He says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. So he, so he starts searching the words. How, how did He provide this stuff for me? Well, we start looking at some of the scriptures talking about how He does it. You know, we looked at Malachi about how we tithe or how we give. The giving back test pressed down and overflowing. And uh, the measure that you give, He gives back to it. Wow! I mean, man, it's awesome. And so we just, oh, that's great, Lord. And then, then we realize, oh, wait. Your word. Your word is given to you for everything in your life. You know, it's your weapon. Okay? It also helps fight your own self. Okay? We looked at last week, we looked at a couple of words. It was in Proverbs 18 21. It says that death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who live by it will eat its fruit. So we know as you speak, as you speak, Man, you're either giving life to something or you're trying to kill something. Amen? And we find out, hey, negativity, get rid of it. Hey, we all have problems, right? We all can have problems, but God has given us solutions through the Son, Jesus, through His Word. Oh, my. But then as time goes on, she realized, oh, man, my heart goes out for other folks. But she's got her weapon and she's trying to use it. You can turn it on now. Okay. But you never, you just never know when the devil might show up. He comes around to attack you. And you, you're, I mean, you're going to do what you can, right? Sure. Well, I know, but then the next thing you know, oh, man, look. Oh, <laughs> oh look at that. No, 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 no. You know you're a child of God now, and you know that you got a weapon of the sword. But look at the devil there. Look at his, you know. So what do you have to do? Well, you got to call upon somebody. you got to call about somebody who's been around for a while. You say, I need help. Listen. See that? So I'm here to defend you now because of the Word. Why? Why? I'm not better than you. I'm in the Word. I'm studying the Word. I know what it says. Get behind me, Satan! I'm a child of God. You have no power here. You spirit of infirmity. You spirit of addiction. Get out of here. Go! Go! In the name of Jesus. Boom. Yes. But see the difference here? I mean, do we want the fight with this or this? See, that's what we're looking at. This is awesome to get started with, okay? You got your hand, but I'm telling you, you're going to need help for a while. You know, oh man, I don't know what to do. So we call upon brothers and sisters who have been there and done that. Those who are sold out for God, that you look at them and you say, I want to be like them. Or I want to be like them the way Christ is in them. 
Oh, look at my other mind. <laughs> this is how we fight the battles of life, the spiritual battle, by His Word. And we need to know His Word. Amen? Amen. And the minute you get born again, when you surrender your life to Christ, He comes in. You have everything that you need. Everything you need, you just don't know where it's at. You know? It's but he tried to tell his church, his bride, hey, we are in a fight. It is a battle. And it's gonna get uglier and uglier every day. But I have equipped you with everything necessary to be successful as a soldier of the Lord. Because remember, it's not about us anymore, right? He said, Let me meet my needs. I mean, we're all here today, we all got clothing on, we got something to eat. Did he meet our needs? Okay. So now it's about us serving the Lord by serving other people. At the same time, allowing His Word to wash us through. He cleanses us, strengthens us. He warns us in these days, watch out. Many hearts are going to grow cold. The love for many. And He was talking to the church. Not the world. The world already got. Don't have love for one another. Because we can get run down, right? We, we can share, we can help others and, and share the gospel. And they, you, you get stepped on, you get stepped on, you get stepped on. You get, you might say you're getting used, you're getting abused. Okay? I'm not talking about physical. If you're getting physical, get out of it. Amen? Amen. But we got to keep our eyes on the cross. Keep our eyes on Jesus. What He has done for us. Now, if you're sitting here today and you're not born again, maybe some of this doesn't make sense yet. Hey, I was that way once. Amen? Amen. My wife would tell you I had no sense. <laughs> no. But I'll tell you, when you come to Him and you join Him, when you say, Lord, take my life, oh man, it all starts to make more, more sense. And we start seeing folks the same way we were at one time, right? Man, we were having a great time. Maybe a great people. Nice people. Oh, you did a lot of great things for people. But we had a sin debt that had to be met. And Jesus Christ paid that debt. Now, for the short period of time that we're upon this earth, as a Christian, He said, let me occupy you. Let me be your hands. Let me be your feet. I need your voice. I need your heart. I need to love people as I love you. The only way to do that is for more of Him and Him. Weapons Him. Oh, you still like beeping over here? Okay. Well, I'm going to step back into the Word here in a moment. But I have a video I show every once in a while here I want to show this morning. Uh, I was talking to Carol. And uh, you have it back there, do you? Yeah, you can take your thing back. But it kind of summarized what, what I've been talking about last week and this week. And I think I find it really encouraging. It's about a 12-minute video. I showed it a couple of years ago. But this, this shows how, how God can... Uh, as we surrender to the Lord, how He can strengthen us and encourage us. You know, His Word, His living Word, that has to be the foundation of our life. You should thirst for this Word. Amen? It should be like, oh, what does God have for me today? The Lord give me a Word. Strengthen me today. You know, it's not like, oh, no. Our heart has to be truly sold out to Him. All about the Lord.
introduce you to the gospel right now. You are a rebel. Whether you want to acknowledge it or not, I'll tell you straight up. You are a rebel against the living God. This is your natural disposition. Why? Because you were born in sin. We are in a prison cell. And it takes the awakening and the grace of God. You call it the provenient grace of God to awaken us to the fact that we are lost and we can't get out. We're headed towards destruction fast. The enemy, because of our rebellion against God, has legal rights to harm and harass our life. There you are behind the prison cell. Help! I need out! You can't get out. Those prison bars are stronger than any adamant. There is no way you can cut them because they're stronger than diamond. It is impenetrable. You cannot escape. You're doomed. Because when the enemy comes in in the very end, and he's going to finish you off. Because he has legal right to do it. He's going to relish every minute of it. In strolls your intercessor. that accuser and he takes the hit that was rightfully yours he takes the blow that was intended for you that is an extraordinary reality that he was turned to a pulp and he actually died God died for you over your prison cell it has always said condemned separated eternally from God guilty and then suddenly it switches when you realize what Jesus Christ has done, it says justified. It says forgiven, redeemed. Here's the problem. Most of us have stopped with the good news right there. The blood of Jesus Christ has been shed and he was killed. Now, I want you to know that is unbelievable news. But we are still in a prison cell. And so we're praising God from within a prison cell going, Thank you for forgiving me. Thank you for changing the sign on the outside of the prison. And God's word says, Could you check the door to the prison cell? Because my blood was shed for more, for more than just forgiveness. Forgiveness was the avenue through which he could make the escape for us. He isn't just interested in dealing with the consequences of the penalty of sin. He's also dealt with the problem of sin. Test the door. It's unlocked. The door to the prison cell is unlocked. Walk out. Smell the open air of freedom and liberty in the life of Jesus Christ. When you get outside the prison cell, there's like this chariot that's waiting. Emissaries from the king, and they say the king beckons you into his presence. This is when you realize that you were a rebel, that you were undeserving completely. The living God has literally given up his life for you, and now he has set you free. And now the very king is beckoning you into his presence. It's like, are you sure you have the right guy here? I'm a rebel. I, I stood against my God. I sat in his face. How, how could he want me? Get in the chariot. And as you're pulling into the kingdom, you're looking for where they might drop you off. You're looking for that poor district. Where, where are you taking me? Well, into the very near presence of the king. He wants you to live right where he lives. Not just the penalty, not just the problem, but an invitation into his very near presence. But as you're coming in, the emissaries say, he wants to adopt you. We are brought in and invited here. 
his heart. You come into his presence totally broken before the reality of what he has done for you. I don't deserve this. Why have you done this for me? I love you. I have a commission for you. For me? You want to have me work for you? I want you to work for me. I want you to represent me. Absolutely. Anything I can do for you, just tell me. I need you to go back to that prison cell that I took you out of. Because there's a whole bunch more that need to know about me and my love and my truth. Will you go for me? In a heartbeat. I would, I would gladly serve you. Any way you want. Any way you ask. I need to forewarn you. I'm going to send you out. And you'll be as a sheep among wolves. They'll kill you. They'll destroy you. They'll hate you. They'll persecute you. They will do whatever they can to harm you. I'm in. I'll do it, God. I don't care. You shed your blood for me. I would gladly shed my blood for you. Take my body. Take my blood. Spend it any way you want. I belong to you in, in covenant. Take me, Lord Jesus. Send me. The commission. Not just the penalty. Not just the problem. Not just the invitation to his very near presence. Not just the adoption as a son and a daughter of the King of Kings. But we are commissioned to represent him. And I want you to realize that is a says, I ask you to go. Go and make disciples of all men. Go and be unashamed of my gospel and preach it. Go, rescue the lost in the power of my name. For it's not the lamb that was slain worthy to receive the reward of his suffering. I'll go. And as you're beginning to head out with his blessing, he says, hold it. Wait, there's one more thing. Not just the penalty. Not just the problem. Not just the invitation to his very near presence. Not just the adoption as a son or a daughter of the king. And not just the commission. This is the capstone. If you think that is all good, you could wrap that all up into one ball and it still falls short of the final one. Because this final one is so condescending on the part of our king. It is so bewildering. It is so extraordinary. so amazing. And this is the truth that turns the world upside down. Before you go, what I'm sending you out to do is impossible. I know. And if you do it in your own strength, you'll fail. I don't care. I'm willing to do whatever you ask of me. And if you want me to go in there and just die, I'm willing. I'm sending you out to be a victor. My children will not lose. Would you give me your body? And I will come in make it my home and I will take those hands of yours and make them my hands I will take those feet of yours and make them my feet I will take that mouth of yours and it will speak my words I will take those eyes of yours and they can now see what I need you to be seen in this world and I will take your heart of stone and make it a heart of flesh so that it will beat with my burdens and you will care for the very things that I care about and your prayers will become my prayers and your life and your attitude and your behavior every minute of every day Jesus and 
up the discipline. You can't muster up the intellect. You can't muster up the strength. You can't muster up the perseverance and the fortitude. The lost. You can't love those who spit upon your face. He can't. Don't pray that God would teach you how to love like He loves. Pray that He would fill you with Himself and He would love in and through you. Don't pray that He would teach you to have joy. Pray that the living God, full of joy, would enter into you. Don't pray that He would teach you how to be peaceful. Ask for the God of peace, the Prince of Peace, to fill you. Because if you try and imitate your own strength, you will be a miserable replica. But if you allow the impartation of Jesus Christ to overtake you, suddenly it all works. Because it's him imitating himself. And he's very good at being God. I think it, that video really demonstrates what I've been trying to say the last couple of weeks. But God, I mean, His heart is so heavy that, that His children are getting beat up so bad. Not understanding who you are in Christ Jesus and who lives in you. Oh man, it's... I don't know if you ever... Ever played any sports and played on a team and you thought, boy, we're really a good team. And you look forward to every Friday night out there on the gridiron or every time you get on the basketball court, man, we're going to play, we're going to win. You look for opportunity. And as a, as a follower of Christ, man, that builds up in us. Okay, God, what are we going to do today? Yeah, we get tired, but we're not going to give up. Amen? You know, what has come against us today, God? Use me to help destroy it. Use me to help set people free. And the number one thing is make sure that, you, that yourself are set free. Amen? And don't hang on to things of the past. Don't, don't let the devil tell you you're never going to change. Or don't let him ever tell you it's good enough now. You know, we saw the guy inside the, the, the jail cell. I mean, he was set free. Oh, he was happy. But he had no idea the door was wide open. Because once we are born again, then we have that commission from the Lord. And His Word is given to us to help us to have that victory, have that strength over the thing that comes against us in the world. You realize why at times we are falling short, why we're not having that victory. Uh, but man, I don't know what's going on here, but I don't feel any better today than I did yesterday. And we look at His Word, His Word's given to us. For us to have a reflection, like, okay, here's a, here's a mirror, let's look at it. You know, in some of the scriptures, he shows us Psalms thirty-four, thirteen. If you want to write it down, I'm going to read it to you anyway. You don't have to write it down. Uh, Keep your tongue from evil, and your lips from speaking deceit. Oh, hey, there's a there's a nugget right there, right? Think of that. Helping us. Keep your tongue from evil. Don't be speaking. Don't be talking falsely. Amen. Is that what he's saying? And and your lips from speaking deceit. Oh, if you just if you just catch that. 
If you just get a hold of a rope around that thing and pull it back in before you open your mouth up and speak, because every word that you speak is going to do something. Amen? We said before last, we remind ourselves that we were made out of dirt. Made in the image of God. Remember, He spoke to that earth, that dirt, and said, come on, trees. Come on, plants. Every seed. He, it responds. What you are made out of responds to the Word of God. And with inside of you as a born-again Christian, you have the Spirit of God. When you speak the Word of God out, it is as if God is speaking itself to your body and your body is going to respond to it. Now, do you want the body to respond to good things or bad things? And we all want good things, right? Okay. And, and we can speak out really good things when we're in a lot of trouble, right? Oh, we all remember phone numbers of friends when we're in trouble, right? We all remember God's Word or we try to find God's Word when we're in trouble. But I, it's, it's in the peaceful times we do the most harm to ourselves. Amen? Uh, it, you know, I've shared it before. I mean, you walk around, you get a pain in your chest. Oh, man. What's going on here? You think about, I'm going to quit eating bacon. I'm going to quit eating all this stuff that's not good for me. And pretty soon the pain goes away, and the next thing you know, you're baking again, right? Or whatever it might be that you munch on at times. Well, see, if you remember that, next time you go get that bacon and have moderation and not the whole pound at one time, you won't have this issue going on. Amen? Okay? Well, same way, if we remember, if we remember the Word of God during our good times, okay? When we say that, I don't mean to stand on top of you guys today. I had the chairs. I set the chairs at last night. The professional was off, and I kind of close. So, uh, but if we remember in the good times, more times to to speak His word out more and to learn His word, kind of like we did over here. Prepare for the battle, but realize, and then we're only hurting ourselves when we start talking, using our mouths for bad things. We don't want to do that. This is God helping us out because He's tired of His children getting thumped. Amen? He wants you to recognize He is living inside of you. you know, let them roar. Feed them that Word of God. You have no fear at all. You have no fear. You have victory. Amen? Could I get you a glass of water, huh? No, we don't have whiskey. I said water. <laughs> Here's a nugget from the Lord. Proverbs 13.3 The one who guards his mouth preserves his life. The one who opens wide his lips comes to run. The one who guards his mouth. And the Bible says, hey, take every thought captive. Why? Have you ever spoke something and wish you hadn't said it two seconds later? <laughs> Been there, done that. He got a t-shirt and hat and coats on layaway. So we learn. Be slow to speak. What am I about to say? Is going to be helpful? And we all can get angry at times. We all can get angry. But man, when we start getting angry, we start thinking to ourselves, is this angry from the God is a righteous anger? Or is this something because of my own personal own needs? Hmm. You get ready to check out your favorite store, Okay. You got four or five items in your cart. And about ready, almost my turn. My sister here and the Lord gets in front of me. And she's got a cart. I mean, it's like uh, she just got her IRS check refund. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's packed full. I got five items. Huh? They're going to make you upset? It could. 
But if you remember what the word God says, the steps of the righteous man is designed by the Lord. Okay, well, God, she's there for some reason, so just use this for your glory. And who knows what's going to take place next, you know? And then, really test your patience. She gets up there, gets all this stuff racking up, $484. Oh, man, I left my wallet out in the car. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? But, but again, realize, as a child of God, if you're following Him, His Word is guiding your steps. He's living inside of you. It's like, okay, how can I help her? What can I do to... Hey, listen, it's okay. You know, um, you know, she's gonna be embarrassed, upset. Uh, I'm so sorry. You could, well, you should never got in front of me, huh? <laughs> I'm a man of God. He's paid to teach you a lesson, huh? See, it's okay. Been there, done that before. You know, half of that. But again, being prepared and being built up for that. You think, well, well, Pastor, that's not a you know great big deal, is it? Well, I want to share something with you. Just the other day, I was telling Carol, it broke my heart. Lovingly, it broke my heart. One of the stores. Uh, it just got done, and you got to buy your bags to put your groceries in. Well, I'm just getting done. I got one extra bag. And I paid a nickel more than I needed to. I looked over, and, and uh, this has nothing to do with color, but it does, okay? And over here checking out, when I just, just uh, come out with a really, really old black guy standing there. And she, he's got like five or six items. And, oh, he forgot to get a bag. And he started reaching back to get one, you know. Of course, everybody's staying in line looking at him. I said, Well, sir, you got one of mine. Yeah, mine. Well, thank you. And he did his thing, and I went out and put my stuff away in the truck. And I'm coming back out, I just put my card away. And he's come out this way. He says, Hey, you have a good day today. And I said, Well, I will. You have a good day, too. He says, I already have. Somebody spoke to me. And he broke my heart. I mean, something so easy. I mean, just, it meant a lot to him. Something that most of us probably do. Hey, how are you doing? You're doing good today. Keep smiling. But some folks, they have nobody to speak nice to them. He said, I already have. Someone spoke to me. I thought, oh, wow. So just some little things, folks, can make a whole lot of difference in somebody's life, you know? It's like you ever go to that store where you got to put a quarter in for a cart, and you get there, you have a quarter, and hear someone left one out. Woo-wee! Just little things like that, a blessing. The question is, when you're done with it, do you put it back in and get the quarter or you leave it out yourself? That's between you and God. Between you and God. Mm. <laughs> and, yeah, I always forward. I always like leave mine out there and sit there a while and see who gets it, you know. I do. I mean, sometimes, oh, look, it's like they won the lottery. But getting a card, putting a quarter, I don't know. I just Little things like that can make a difference in people's lives, you know. Mm. James one twenty six says, If anyone thinks himself to be religious, and yet does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his own heart, this man religion is worthless. Mm. Thinks himself to be, but, you know, otherwise they'd be like, kind of remind me of the Pharisees in a way, you know. I'm like, like this, you know. I know you guys have never seen Pharisees probably, but let me think of somebody else. I don't know. But anyway, somebody all puffed up all about themselves, you know what I'm saying? And might want you make me think I'm somebody. And you open your mouth up and all you do is destroy people, you talk about people. But look out look at me, you know. Oh, I said, Man, don't do that. Okay? I think what he's trying to say there, you gotta walk the talk. Or talk the walk or do something like that, you know what I'm saying? Uh and the best way of doing it is staying in his word. 
and stay around brothers and sisters going to encourage you. You get around the folks uh, that don't believe the way you do. You get around them too much, they're going to start. You're going to start sliding backwards. Oh, pastor, I never do that. I'm just telling the Word of God says that dogs go back to the vomit, right? Not saying we're dogs, but we're creature habits. And something new is really strange, isn't it? I mean, when you're going to try something different for a while, for something for a while, it's easier to go back to what you're used to. It's easier to eat French fries instead of what's that stuff? Asparagus. Amen. When you say eat healthy, and asparagus is really one of the healthiest plants out there. Kale and stuff. But you know, when you say, I'm going to get better. You know, remember you had this episode. Oh man, I'm going to eat bacon anymore. Okay, I'm going to eat asparagus. And I'm going to have broccoli and this. And you get it all ready. You smell the wife out there cooking. Oh, wait a second. Yeah, I really wasn't that bad. But boy, I tell you, once you start changing, your body gets used to it. You know, I testify where I left gluten. Now I eat gluten bread and enjoy it. <laughs> My body's used to it. Now I had to want to do that. If you have any gluten sensitivities, you, you want to do that also. You know, we just try mine out. But, but it's it's changing. Get up in the morning. I'm going to read the Word of God. You get up in the morning. Oh, I'll wait. And I'm going to this at times. I'm going to read the Word of God, but you know, I'm not really awake yet, so I'm going to watch Andy Griffith for a little while. You know? Well, if you get up and, and you want to be awake, you know, but put the Word of God in your life first thing in the morning. And it makes a difference all day long. I can tell the difference every day. If I get late, running late, and I don't have, we don't have our time that we, we spend, my whole day is like, but man, if we stay in our, our morning prayer, it just sets the whole day up for us. Mm. Amen. I want to share two psalms with us today. Psalms of encouragement. I'm going to read to you today from Psalm 37. And I'm reading from the, the Passion Translation. I love the way it's worded here. But again, how are we victorious? How are we going to be what we saw here? How are we going to be conquerors? One is staying in the Word. Then, the Word of God tells us, Don't follow after the wicked ones or be jealous of their wealth. Don't think for a moment they're better off than you. They and their short-lived success will soon shrivel up and quickly fade away like grass clippings in the hot sun. Otherwise, he said, don't be envious of Taylor Swift. That's her name, Taylor Swift. I say it right? Okay. Now, I read a lot of posting, and I, and I pray for that girl. Amen? She needs she need the Lord like we all need, okay? But people look at, at, at money at times as, as... Well, I saw a posting that said, you know, that too many preachers are condemning Taylor Swift. They need to be more like her. They should give a, a million dollars here and five million here and a hundred thousand over here. And I think, oh man, it breaks my heart that they think that just giving money is more like Jesus. You gotta, you know, if you're telling your kids or grandkids and say, hey, here's a Taylor Swift album, watch this here. And there she is. She jumped from one bed to another to another to another. Then makes a million dollars when she breaks up with somebody writing a song about it. Folks, I mean, I'm glad that she gave money, but I'm telling you what, if that's going to be the idol of our young generation, we are in trouble. Understand that? We are in trouble. I mean, if you ever watch football, I watch it to watch football. I'm not watching the fans. I mean, any of you guys ever go to a football game? 
a professional football game. Daryl, you have. Have the cameras stayed on you the whole time? Uh, we just had the greatest... We had the greatest catch in the end zone ever, but we were watching, we watching Daryl sitting there drinking a soda pop. But see, that's where we got here. That, 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 that the devil was putting emphasis on Taylor Swift that all of the young girls should be like her. Again, Taylor Swift is like everyone if she needs to find Jesus. She's wrapped up in herself. We've all been wrapped up before, right? She just wrapped up in a larger wad of money than I was. Okay? But success, it comes with a true relationship with Jesus. But one of these days, that's all going to be gone, it says here. Verse 3, it tells us, Keep trusting in the Lord and do what is it, what is right in His eyes. Woo! Not in your eyes. Amen? Amen? Do what is right in His eyes. And as we said earlier, though, as Christ lives in you, your eyeballs start becoming His eyeballs, right? You're going to see people as He sees them. You're going to see them through more love. You're going to see the need that they have for Jesus. You're going to see that they, they need exactly what you have in your life. Amen? Amen? And when they look at you the way you live your life, that should be helping draw them to Jesus. Amen? They're going to see, hey, this person isn't perfect. But man, there's something about them. Somebody running to you this year that haven't seen you in three years. Man, there's something different about you. That can be a good thing. Amen? Well, it's Christ in me. My sins have been forgiven, you know? And not being afraid to, to share as God tells us that we're not perfect, but we got a desire to be. Fix your heart on the promise of God and you shall and you will be secure feasting on His faithfulness. Make God the utmost delight and pleasure of your life and He will provide for you what you desire the most. Ooh. Make God the the most delight and pleasure of your life. Putting Him first, putting Him above everything else. You know how pleased He is when you got maybe two choices or something you do. One is something with Him, and the other choice is something with somebody else. And there's nothing wrong with doing something with somebody else. Okay, follow me on this. Don't get condemned. But when you choose, yeah, yeah, Fernando, listen. I know we're gonna go golfing tomorrow. Okay. And you're out there, but I just got to, I just got to hang out with God the more, man. I just got that desire. I just, something's going on there. Oh, no problem, man. You know, we'll get catched back up. You know how much that pleases God? You know? Uh, not that we broke the day, but, but he's, he's talking to me. He's saying, come, let's hang out together. And you say, okay, God, I mean, everything is yours anyway. And yes, hey, Fernando, hang on. And Fernando, the man of God, says, oh, yeah, I understand, Starkey, as a man of God. If you hang out with God, you know, give Fernando another day or two of practice with golf swing a little bit, you know. Give God the right to direct your life. And as you trust Him along the way, you'll find He pulled it off perfectly. Trust God to direct your life. His Word. Oh, the more the Word you have, the better direction you get. Amen. Amen? And if you ever get in your car and turn on your GPS and it says, okay, turn right. Now, go north, go turn left on 3rd Street. Now, turn right. Oh, good. I'm, I got a good start. And you shut it off. And you go around in circles for the rest of the day. <laughs> no, that'd be foolish, wouldn't it? Yeah, Paul, you would. I know that. But <laughs> he admitted it. Okay. <laughs> And listen, I mean, it can get bumpy. I mean, I've fired GPS 
God, I, I testified before that listen to GPS going down to Virginia, we end up someplace. I mean, you thought Daniel Boone still lived there. Okay. I got that far into it, I could not shut it off because I got trust to get me out of it, you know, and he got me out of it. Same with God. We follow him. We'll get some areas sometimes, like, okay, God, uh, you better help me here. You just keep following him. Amen. The worst thing you do is jump off and say, I'm going to do it my own way. And we have to watch that because the old ways was. We know them a lot better than the new ways, don't we? And uh, like, well, yeah, I know, but at least, it'd be, at least I know where I'm at. Well, then you're not really doing yourself any good, are you? Learning to trust. And how do you learn to trust God? Study His Word and be obedient. And you'll learn time and time again how awesome He is. Mm. He will appear as your righteousness. As sure as the drawing of a new day, he will manifest as your justice, as sure and strong as a noonday sun. Quiet your heart in his presence and pray. Keep hope alive as you long for God to come through for you. And don't think for a moment that the wicked in their prosperity are better off than you. You know, our rewards are in heaven. Amen. We learned also last week, this week, that seek ye the righteousness of God and everything that we need be added to us. Yes. Amen. And the only difference between us and the rich folks when we pass away is nobody's going to come fight with the stuff I left behind. <laughs> Amen. And we're going to all rewards in heaven. Then I want to close the day with Psalms 1. Okay? And again, I'm reading from the Passion Translation. And uh, So what delight comes to those who follow God's ways? They won't walk in step with the wicked, nor shall the sinner's way, nor be found sitting in the scorner's seat. Their pleasure and passion is remaining true to the word of I am, and meditating day and night in his true revelation of light. They will be standing firm like a flourishing tree planted by God's design, deeply rooted by the brooks of bliss, bearing fruit in every season of their lives. Man. No matter how old you get, still bearing fruit. Planted in the Word of God. Not planted in the world, amen? But planted in the Word of God. Mm. But how different are the wicked? All they are is dust in the wind, driven away to destruction. The wicked will not endure the day of judgment, for God will not defend them. Nothing they do will succeed or endure for long. For they have no part with those who walk in truth. But how different it is for the righteous. The Lord embraces their paths as they move forward, while the way of the wicked lead only to doom. Wow, that's our promise of following Him. As you continue to follow, He changes our lives, He provides. But He's living in us. Amen? That's who you are, guys. For those of us gathered here this morning who were born again and surrendered their life to Jesus, and man, it just, uh, Christ lives in us. And folks, if you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord, man, we're going to break here in just a couple seconds. We'll have dinner today. I'll gladly speak with you. You know, I could call you, I could say you come down the altar right now and give your life to Christ, but I want you to know what you're getting into. Amen. I want you to know how awesome God is. I want you to know what Christ has already done for your sins, you know. I want you to recognize that you know, that you know, that you know what you're receiving. And it's not just a ticket out of staying out of hell. It is a brand new life. 
It's a brand new life that you're going to live through Christ Jesus. It's a, it's a totally different type of citizenship. You become a citizen of heaven living here on earth. It's awesome. It's awesome. But I want to make sure that, that you know what God offers to us. Amen? I mean, I don't think anybody here would buy a house without at least taking a tour first, would you? But hey, Daryl, I got a house to sell. Not North 18th Street, uh, $30,000. Well, that's a pretty good price. <laughs> Gives it to me. Ah. Gets up here and here's all still in a box. You should have thought twice, right, Daryl, before you bought it? Amen. That's where I see the Word of God is. He offered it to you. But you got to know that you need it, then receive it, and I'll work it to you. Amen. Amen. Well, may the good Lord bless you and keep you. May He cause His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May He turn His face toward you and give you peace. And may the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, may the blessing He handed down to all those who follow Him rest upon you and your household and upon your children's children's children. As we cover our children, our children, our children of the blood of Christ today and declare them for the kingdom of God. We stand upon that word, no matter what it looks like today. He said, I shall rescue your children. And we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.